Jazz Game Night Post Game Show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz beat the Adelaide 36ers 133-81 to in preseason game number one. Jake Scott, Britton Johnson with you. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Uh, lo- uh, both locations, excuse me, serving our community while providing truly exceptional service. All right, Britt, give us a, a couple things that really stood out to you here in preseason game number one. You know, it's interesting. The the, the thing that uh, more than anything, I, I don't know that I necessarily was going to be prepared to talk about it, but you guys brought it up with our toss back and forth with David and um, with Boone. And I can't remember, Jake, if it was you or him, but you can correct me here. The fact that Quinn had so many different players initiating the offense was awesome. Yeah, that was uh, a point Locke brought up. Yep. Yeah, that was great. I noticed Jeff Green bringing the ball to the court. I saw that and I thought, oh, that's interesting that he's bringing the ball to the court from a dead ball. Because, you know, look, Draymond Green started out bringing the ball up the court when he would rebound it and push it up for the Warriors. Then, uh, after a while, you know they were like, "Okay, this works. Let's have Draymond bring it up and Steph and Clay, you know, run off their screens." And Draymond's a great passer. Well, I think it's brilliant that if Quinn's actually working that in practice that different players are going to initiate the offense that's awesome because that's just a different defensive look when I'm on a scouting report Jake and I played the wing I kind of got set in my spot knowing what my guy would do where I could help out where I could plan to roll in in the middle of the paint to take a charge or stay in my guy in the corner because I played that wing spot and you kind of get on your island out there but if I have to all of a sudden now guard the ball up the court and my guy's bringing the ball up and initiating the offense and passing and cutting that's that's a different story. So I, I hope that's something that Quinn's not only toying with but planning on doing this year because I think that makes the Jazz harder to guard. Talking to Mike Conley after practice, and this was early last week in camp, maybe Tuesday, um, he talked about how he's adjusting because he doesn't necessarily have the ball in his hand all the time. So I think it's something that I think Quinn wants it to be fluid where anybody or, or certainly more than traditionally can get them into their offense and, and get them rolling. And that's that's interesting uh, you bring that up because yeah. that's something he commented on where he's a little bit different because in Memphis – he oh, just he had the him. ball in his hand all the time. And listen, it doesn't mean that Mike Conley's still not going to have the ball the, most of the time. He is the point guard for the Jazz, but it's actually smart because if Conley can get more spot-up threes, I mean, he'll be deadly. If his player has to go inside the paint for some reason, like Westbrook's guarding him and Westbrook finds himself having to play off of him when the Jazz are playing Houston – and and Conley's left wide open. Well, we just saw tonight, I mean, just a small sample size of Bogdanovich driving and kicking out. Joe Ingles, great drive and kick out player. So this will be a there'll be a lot of interesting things to sort of watch for this preseason to see if it spills over into the regular. All right, with that, we will say good night to our network stations. Thank you very much for joining us. Our next broadcast comes your way on Wednesday night. The Jazz will be at the Bucks. Uh, pre-game will begin at 5 o'clock, and uh, tip-off will be at 6. But your final tonight, the Jazz beat the 36ers here at Vivint Smart Home Arena, 133-81, to and you heard it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.
Jazz win over the Adelaide 36ers, 133-81 in preseason game number one. It's your Jazz game night post-game show. Jake Scott, Britton Johnson with you. Let's take a quick look at your sharp stats of the game. Brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Jazz led tonight by Tony Bradley. He had 18 points and 10 boards. Uh, to go along, uh, Britain with, well, zero assists and didn't have a block either. Uh, Jeff Green had 16 points in 18 minutes for the Jazz. Uh, Royce O'Neal with 12 coming off the bench. Nigel Williams-Goss, who started a point guard tonight, he had 12 points to go along with three assists. Joe Ingles in 22 minutes, 10 points and six assists. And then uh, George uh, George Niang was 3 of 14. Uh, he had seven points. I, didn't, I don't want to bring up a, a bad game from George, but he was one of nine for three. He he struggled. He was chucking. When he made the one, you could tell he was like, finally, all right. I mean, maybe the all-shoot phrase might be back this year, but I'll tell you what. It was interesting, almost like he knew Quinn needs him to hit threes. So it's like, okay, whatever you got to do to find that thing, find it. I mean, he tore the bedroom up looking for that one sock tonight. He found it. He found one sock. But he made a mess of the place. Well, this was the game to do it. So you Gosh. hope that, that George got some of that out of his system. I mean, like, you and I were sitting there talking, what, Jake, in that first second part of the second half, and he chucked up five or six, and that it was brutal. Alone, yeah. Yeah. He was just short. He was short tonight. And maybe maybe camp. He's got he a little looking, of those camp legs. <laughs> All right, let's go back down to the depths of the Vivint Smart Home Arena. Quinn Snyder is talking to the media. Well, I thought we were, you know, we played the way – that you know we wanted to play at the beginning of the game as far as you know guys moving the ball attacking uh, collectively you know i thought you know we started to defend a little better as the game went on and then really thought you know we had some breakdowns at certain points but everybody had you know everybody was focused on garden when they came in the game and i was really happy with the fourth quarter the way those guys played together and defended and and um you know, made all those minutes important. Jeff seems to really be able to get out in transition. Is that something you can manufacture, or does that just kind of have to come at the pace of the game? You know, I, I, if you get stops, when you have got different guys that can, you know, that can attack the rim, it's just it's important for everybody to recognize it's their turn to run and create space. So in, in that case, you know, with... With guys getting down the floor, Jeff, you know, can see space and attack the rim, and you know he's he's capable. If he if he can't get there, if people are back as well, he's capable of of playmaking. And that's something that we've been talking about with him, and um, he's been working to find those situations. And um, you know, today he was able to break through the line and get to the rim. And but he can, you know, if they do show a crowd, he, he's capable of, of creating too. Mieoni got a chance kind of in that initial first half rotation. What have you seen from him in practices so far, and, and what do you hope he could maybe add to the team this season? Well, I think, you know, the, the Mie and William and Stanton, uh, Tony, or uh, I should say Juwan, you know, Jarrell, Tony as well tonight, like all those guys, I think, have made the most of their opportunities um, in practice. Um, They've played a lot of defensive practice, and you know that—that's the way to get on the floor. And I think in Mie's case, you know, we put him on Randall some, and you know he's capable of, you know, defending. I think multiple positions, and that takes some work to be able to guard, you know, quick guards. Um, 
but it's a point of emphasis for them. And um, they just, you know, if if we can keep it simple in, in that in that sense and defend and, and space and you know, make the right read, um, which is, is what he did tonight. And it was good. We had a lot of guys do that. You know, I thought William was really good too, doing the same thing. Coach, you spoke pre-game about the, the competition that you think you can get from these types of games against mm-hmm. teams from Australia. Despite the 50-point margin, do you feel like you got that? Yeah, I mean, you could tell from the beginning of the game. You know, I, I thought defensively we um, did a pretty good job of, of not allowing too many open looks. We had, you know, we were able to contest some shots, and um, a couple times in the first half we didn't, and they made them. So, um, anytime you have a team that plays hard. Um, the way they did, and you know, they were blitzing, trapping some pick and rolls. So there was a, there was a number of situations that um, we got to find ourselves in that I think will help us. Roy seemed uh, particularly aggressive on the offensive end, both in terms of comfort and taking shots in and looking for the open man. What did you see out of him tonight, and what have you seen from him uh, in camp? Like yeah, what? I mean, I, I think he, you know, I want him to be aggressive. Um, I also want him to, to make the right reads and that's what he did tonight you know it's you know he, he I don't know how many assists he had but six and one turnover so that that means um, usually that he's driving but he's finding people too when he can't get to the rim so um, you know usually when you attack the rim with a lot of force um, you know you, you you find yourself in situations where if you can't get all the way to the basket you know you're able to find other people and I think that's something that he spent a lot of time in and um, some of that's just, you know, when you're open, catch and shoot or pull it through and drive it and just make quick decisions. And uh, that's what we saw him do tonight. All right, that was Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder as the Jazz beat the Adelaide 36ers tonight, 133-281. Uh, out, uh, out of the rookies, uh, Britain, uh, did, did you like what you saw from Maya Oni? You heard Quinn talking about him a little bit. I thought Justin Wright Foreman uh, put in a couple of minutes. And Jarrell Brantley, you and I were talking about him there during the fourth quarter. That guy, that guy is built. He he's is enormous. Wide. But he's a great passer. He had some really nice passes tonight and, and, and running the floor. Charles, where did he go to school? Charleston? I'm thinking, but anyway, I, if, if, as we figure that out, I love the way he saw the floor and just kind of was able to surprise, I think, not myself, but a lot of people with, with his ability to, pl- to pass the ball. Um, you know, in the first game out, Jake, it's kind of hard. Charleston, by the way. Charleston, so I was right. Okay. First game out, it's kind of hard for these guys to really, you know, make their their uh I don't know what you want to call it, their thumbprint into the into the NBA game. Oni or is it Oni? Oni. Oni to me offensively and defensively looked great. I thought he looked great. He's an even, athlete. Even my son pointed that out to me and said, Dad, this guy's good. He played good on both sides of the ball tonight. So if if he was able to recognize not that he can't recognize talent, he said that he likes him. So I don't know. I think it was good that he came out and was able to get his first game, you know, preseason game May it be, but uh, to have his first kind of big home game, as I say that, I remember they also played summer league here at home in this arena, but nonetheless, he looked good. All right, 133-81 to 81 is your final. It's your Jazz Game Night postgame show coming up right around the corner. Tony Parks has been turned loose down there in the Jazz locker room. We'll get you some postgame sound straight ahead right here on the Jazz Radio Network.
Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott, Britton Johnson, with you. One thirty three to eighty one is your final. The Jazz beat the Adelaide thirty sixers, and when the Jazz win, of course you win. Uh, Little Caesars is back with us once again. The day after every Jazz win, Homer away. Little Caesars is giving you a free pizza. Order one custom round multi topping pizza through the Little Caesars app, and you will receive a free large extra most bestest pepperoni pizza using the promo code Utah Jazz. Visit all participating Utah Little Caesars locations mobile orders only and by the way that is a, a change in promo code from last year so uh if you're used to the old one utah jazz is the new one frankly it that's easy right utah jazz all one word there's your promo code so uh go get yourself some free pizza nice take some home to the johnson clan i think we're stuffed we ate pretty good in the arena tonight all right back down uh to the locker room we go tony standing by with jeff green just told him to make sure you give me next time oh yeah Defensively, we can be something special. Um, we just got to continue to communicate, continue to get better, uh, not get content. And uh, offensively, uh, we're gonna we have scores on this team. Uh, we have numerous guys who can put numbers on the board. But defensive, defensively, I think is where we're gonna be very, very special. When you talk about that, this defense can be special. Are there are moments in practice where you're going through certain things and seeing the principles and how it all works and why that can take place and, yeah. and what gives you that. Kind of confidence? Uh, just the effort that um, every single guy on this team is putting forth. Uh, the communication that we've uh, been able to establish uh, these last uh, four days of uh, training camp and just the overall personnel that we have with guys who can call multiple positions. Is that part of the allure of coming to Salt Lake City is the defense first kind of coach? Of course, of course. Uh, we know that, you know, we have guys who can score, but uh, we know that offense is what's going to take us far. Um, I mean, defense is what's going to take us far. And, you know, with his mindset and his schemes that he has and our personnel, uh, I think those games where, you know, maybe we're not shooting the ball well, we have those games on the defensive end, which is going to take us over the top. We've always thought of this locker room as a really close-knit group of guys, especially the last three, four years. You've been a lot of places. Does it does it feel warm and welcoming? Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, we have authentic guys who um, – you know, want to do right by each other, um, who wants to play hard for each other, and you can sense that right away. Veterans in this locker room have always been encouraged to teach. Do you feel like you, you have free will to teach and help out some of the younger guys? Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, I've been in this game for a long time, and, um, you know, I've been teammates with, you know, some of the greats, uh, like Kevin Garnett, who, you know, taught me the the importance of communication and talking and uh, you know my job is just continue to pass on the knowledge and uh, hopefully I can do that guys that's Jeff Green let's go back to you thank you very much there Tony Jeff Green tonight uh Britt 18 minutes six of eight from the field he had 16 points go along with two rebounds and, and one assist two steals one thing that really stood out there and it was pretty much the first thing he said he thinks this team has the ability to be special Defensively, and he's been on some good teams. He has he's been played on with some Kevin good teams. Garnett with the Celtics. He's played with LeBron with the Cavs, Clippers, right? I believe. Anyway, I keep throwing you on the spot tonight, Jake. I apologize. I I want to say that um, he he even has a Finals ring, but I'll, I'll check in on that. But Jeff Green, to me, what a savvy veteran to have. Reminds me a lot of when the Jazz got the veteran and Joe Johnson to come in and just sort of be able to you know fill in some much needed gaps of. Uh, you know, wing scoring, great defense. Now, Joe Johnson wasn't known for that, but just leadership, experience. And I think that that was one of the more unique 
Or no, I won't say unique. I think that was more of the more intriguing uh, finds that that Justin Zanuck and you know in this Jazz uh, franchise was able to pull off in this off season. That that quite frankly, is there room for a veteran like him even under the 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 master developer Quinn Snyder and this staff to develop? Maybe maybe they develop and teach him how to be an even better veteran that can that can learn how to just utilize what he still has left in the tank. How many guys do you think their pro careers have a little bit left in the tank, but because of the coaching, it's just you know burned up? Probably see you see a, it a lot a lot more than you would uh, expect to. I you would know what guess. I mean? And and I even think Jake think of a of a great intelligent like pitcher that could just have the right coach or manager in baseball that just says, you know, I'm going to use him in only in these circumstances and that's where he will be at his best, make us look good, win-win situation. That's what I think Jeff Green's going to probably learn that Quinn's going to do for him and maybe not even know it. But like a guy like Joe Johnson comes into Utah, helps him win a big-time playoff series, uh, sort of prolongs his career a little more. I think Joe Johnson actually signed He's back Just in the camp. Yeah. Preseason. With the Nets, I want to say. Dang it. Yeah. But anyway, my point is I think that Jeff Green, if this is going to be his final stop, you couldn't ask for a better coach to be doing it. Uh, he started out his career in Seattle in 07 08. Spent a couple years in Oklahoma City when that franchise moved. Uh, went to Boston, was traded to Boston, spent four years there. Then uh, Memphis, the Clippers, Memphis again, Orlando. Uh, he did go to the finals. He didn't win a ring, Britt, but he did go to the finals with the 2017 2018 Cleveland Cavaliers and then spent last year oh, in uh, Washington before coming to the Jazz. You know, there was a player on Twitter when the Jazz signed. Jeff Green, that, and it might have been Kendrick Perkins. But there was a player that tweeted out, why has this guy not been able to land in a spot and stay? He's such a great teammate, great locker room guy, always good in communities. I mean, sounds like a jazz guy, right? But that's just interesting that, that he has bounced around the league so much. There's, there's, and I don't think there's any like thing to uncover and figure out why. Like, he's a horrible teammate down inside. No, I mean, every coach talks about how much they love this guy. For whatever reason, he just hasn't been able, and sometimes it's just circumstantial. He's been a great kind of player to trade for a team and get a lot of value in return. Who knows? But I, I think he's going to be a great fit for the Jazz. All right, let's go back down to the locker room. Tony Park standing by with Joe Ingles. Your Very takeaways on this uh, for this first game? Um, I mean, it's nice to play someone else, obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was good to be out there. Obviously, we didn't have everyone, but just to get a feel for some of the guys and some of the new guys, and um, yeah, good overall. I think we we came out with a defensive mindset, which was what we wanted to do, and um, yeah, kind of played well throughout the whole game, really. Of the new guys, who do you think stood out? Oh, you gonna do that? Huh? I mean, every guy was new, really. <laughs> all of them, they were all great. When you look at kind of that defensive attitude and the principles, I mean, guys may committed, maybe committed, but all those principles and the newness kind of take some time. What do you feel like is coming along the best for the group as an entire? Um, I think the connectivity of, of the group, um, having each other's backs, the communication was out there. Um, understanding rules, offense, defense, what we're trying to do is obviously going to take a little bit more time. But I think overall the, the communication was there, which made it a lot easier to, to be in the right spot. And um, obviously the guys that have been here kind of need to help those those other guys out. So um, it was a it was a good all, all-round team effort and everyone, um, everyone played well, everyone got out there and... Um, 
yeah, move on to the next one. Did Jerome think he could cross you up? I don't know what he thought. He's been on vacation for too long. <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on that squad? I mean, Perth came here last year, got smacked, went home and won the thing. I mean, what, what can that team take out of this experience? I'm sure that'll take a lot. I don't know what Joe is saying in there now. I know he was yelling a little bit, um, which made me laugh a little. But um, I mean, it'll be, I'm sure it's great for them. They, they can learn a bit about their team. Um, obviously, the, the style of play is, is pretty different to what they're gonna, how they're gonna play. The rules are obviously different. Um, personnel is obviously very different. So, um, I mean, they're a good team. They play hard. They always have for Joey. Um, they'll always do some different stuff, which is, is what Joey does. And um, obviously, wish them all the best and hope they have a great year. Guys, that's Joe Ingles. Let's go back to you. Thank you very much, Tony. Joe, tonight, 10 points on four of nine shooting. Did have uh, six assists and three rebounds. Let's take a look at your points in the paint. This is your this is your feature, Britt. <laughs> Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call one eight hundred Go Serta or visit SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting, you do life. Boy, do they! Uh, yeah, and they do a wonderful job. That's what I've heard. Uh, points in the paint tonight, Britt. One sided as you might expect. The Jazz outscored the Thirty Sixers in the paint, eighty to forty four. They as they should have. Yeah, they, they got a lot of layups, got a lot of dunks. As I should know that Serta Pro Painters are great painters. Same thing. Jazz should have owned the paint tonight, and it sounds like they did. Yeah, it certainly did. All right, we'll have more. We'll get you more locker room sound coming up right around the corner. One thirty-three to eighty-one is your final. The Jazz beat the Adelaide Thirty-Sixers right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Thirty-three day to eighty-one is your final. The Jazz take care of business as expected against the Adelaide Thirty-Sixers. Welcome on back at your Jazz game night post-game show. Jake Scott, Britton Johnson, with you. We'll get back down to the Jazz locker room in just one moment. Uh, but Britt, it happened. Two consecutive missed foul shots in the fourth quarter, and Chick-fil-A is back on board. Free chicken, but check it out because some stuff has changed, all right? So we want to make sure we get this right. During the fourth quarter, anytime a player from the opposing team misses two consecutive free throws, the entire state of Utah wins a free original Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. Now here's the deal. Only redeemable through the Chick-fil-A app. You must have the location services turned on in the app in order to claim your sandwich. When activated, you must claim that offer in the Chick-fil-A app within 48 hours and have five business days to redeem it. The offer is no longer connected to tickets or attendance at the game. Limit one entree per user. So cool. again, that uh, that is tonight. So go get yourself some free chicken. Uh, let's, uh, let's get to another new feature uh, this year, Britt, and that's the assist feature, proudly sponsored by Larry H. Miller Dealerships. Throughout the Utah Jazz season, Larry H. Miller Dealerships is donating $50 for each assist to Larry H. Miller Charities. We are driven by you. Uh, Tonight, Britt, the Jazz had 36 total assists. They were led by Royce O'Neal and Joe Ingles, who both had six assists per uh, piece. And uh, I 
you know, we talked a lot about this. More guys handling the ball. We're going to see more of those assist numbers spread out a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully that's the way it'll be because you you want to exploit a whole entire team. Now, now, don't get me wrong. Quinn will find mismatches. Quinn will find at the end of the game the ball in the right player's hands, right? It'll be in Conley or Donovan's hands making those big plays. But a lot of this, Jake, could just be too, as we sit here and talk about different players bringing the ball to the court. We might look back and kind of laugh at this and just be like, okay, duh, that was preseason. Quinn was just testing some things out, seeing what players could handle it. Because let's be honest, I mean, Jake, when it's a big game, you know, here on a Friday night and uh, OKC's in town or Houston's in town and, and it's kind of a nail-biter, Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley are going to bring the ball up the court and they're going to initiate the offense or, or maybe a Joe goes and it's not going to be a free-for-all. If this continues to be something that Quinn plays with at the beginning of the real part of the season, you know, the regular season, and they have success with it, maybe it grows into a, a real confident style of basketball for a, a multiple group of guys to bring the ball to the court. But right now I think it's – the more I think about it, I think it's just Quinn just toying with stuff. All right, let's go back down to the locker room. Tony Parks standing by with Royce O'Neal. Tell him. And being maybe good things will come from it. I mean, just, you know, trying to be a leader, step up, you know, helping out on defense, you know, helping the new guys any way I can and still learning myself, you know, getting better every day. It's all these new faces. Um, you know, we, we you know we, we know the core group of these guys, but how, how are the new guys fitting in? Um, I mean, they're fitting in well, you know. They're getting adjusted, you know, playing their game. You know, as we see, we like, we're gelling really fast, so we just got to keep it moving. This is a close locker room. In that respect, it can kind of be a tough locker room, too. Are you taking it easy on those guys? Mm-hmm. Uh, not yet. I mean, we, we broke them in already, but, you know, as they fit in right away. So Okay. As far as tonight's performance goes, maybe give it a grade and, and moving forward, you guys think you're ready for the next next level of competition? Uh, yeah, I mean, we had a game plan. You know, as you see, we came out, played together, moved the ball well, got open shots. You know, we're just going to focus and be ready for the next one. It seems like you felt like more at ease in terms of both putting up your own shots and as far as finding other guys out there. Do you feel like you've made progress in both those areas? Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, that's what summer's for. That's what I worked on, uh, taking the shots that are given to me, you know, but still creating for others, getting everybody else involved, and then playing defense as well. A lot of guys have, have pointed to you as a player who they've seen has gotten a lot better. Do you, do you feel like you have? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, every aspect of the game, both sides, you know, I just come in and compete every way I can, just play hard. What's coming along well defensively with new guys and just the collective unit trying to make sure you guys solidify yourselves there. I think, uh, you know, that's just talking, communicating, you know, helping each other out. You know, new guys, you know, learning the terminology, learning the rotation and stuff like that. So it's going to be a challenge, but I think they're picking it up well and, you know, it's going to benefit us in the long run. Royce, thank you. Guys, that's Royce O'Neal. Let's go back to you. Thank you very much, Tony. Royce O'Neal with a solid outing tonight. 23 minutes, 5 of 7 from the field. He had 12 points to go along with 6 assists and did grab a rebound as well. Speaking of rebounds, Britt, the master of the glass is back again this year. Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert. They're here for another great year of basketball and proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebounds program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 for each rebound secured by a 
the the team's rebound leader this year with all proce- uh, proceeds benefiting the neighborhood house. And tonight, the uh, rebound leader was Tony Bradley, pulled in 10 boards and uh, to go along with his 18 points to lead the way for the Jazz. I thought Tony Bradley played really well today, continued his summer league uh, good performances. Yeah, you know what? Um, I thought we had some great discussion back and forth between the four of us, you and I, David Locke and, and Ron Boone, regarding Tony Bradley and the fact that it is this the year that he's actually going to step up and, and, and do the things that we've seen him do in summer league and, and preseason games into the regular season? Because let's be honest, some guys, Jake, just need the chance, right? Yep. Some guys need the chance to, to, to be able to go out and, and, and do what they do in professional sports. And, and maybe we have to realize he's behind one of the best centers in the world and Rudy Gobert defensively rebounding and all that. I know he's not a shooter, but, and then was behind a pretty dang good center in Derek Favors. So I think it's going to be exciting to see him just finally get his opportunity and, uh, and, and make things happen. He doesn't pass the eye test, right? He looks like he, he doesn't have that, that look Rudy, looks cut up and shredded up and looks like a, a big giant David Robinson almost looking athlete, right? And a little bit of the Dwight Howard muscle definition. Derek Favors just was massive and strong. And Bradley just looks a little, I don't know, looks a little more Paul Piercy, right? You're like, if you know what I mean, fleshy. They they have wanted him to put on weight. And Nonetheless, yeah, they've wanted him to put on weight. They've wanted him to... Bradley? To, well, to, or, to bulk up and be bigger. I don't, okay, I, more, I'm not going to get into a definition discussion like with you, but they Dunkin wanted... Dunkin' Donuts weight. It's he, like more like... He was really lean when they drafted okay. him out of North Carolina. Well, I'll tell you what. He moves better. He looks like he's moving better. That's gym work. He alluded to it. He talked about how his summer, and when he was doing the walk-off interview um, with uh, Tony Parks, that the summer workouts and everything is, is starting to pay off. So, again, while the eye test might not tell you, I watched him, and where I was going with this is that he looks like he's moving up and down the court better. He looks like he's getting above the rim a little bit more when he does that pick and roll and, and then maybe a little floater or gets up to try and dunk. I like his IQ. I think he could get on the court and Quinn will trust him. I just don't think he's had the opportunity. I think this is his year to, to sort of show he belongs. He needs to be this year's Epe Udo. That's where they Ooh, need him. Great, and, yeah. and Well, you've talked about how if Rudy gets in foul trouble or something like that, where's the fill-in you know, for Derek Favors? And remember when Derek stepped into the number one center, all of a sudden Epe Udo was relied upon a little more. So he needs to be this year's Epe Udo. That's when his opportunities will really come. All right, let's go back down to the locker room. Tony, standing by with George Yang. Tony? You know, I think the one thing that the Jazz does before guys get here is let them know the culture that we've built or that they've built here and that they're not going to stand for any funny business. And, you know, obviously we're welcoming. We know the culture and want to show the guys the ropes. And I think the guys are falling in line and leaders are sticking out. And it's been a great um, OTAs and, and training camp. We only got a peek at this roster tonight. You know, a lot of guys didn't play. Some guys yeah. played limited minutes. But what's happening behind closed doors where you guys do your hardest work leads you to believe this could be something special? Um, you know, it's real competitive in practice. Okay. You know, a lot of guys are getting after it, you know, doing a good job. We have a ton of guys that can play, so we probably have like three or four teams that, you know, rotate in there that, you know, can really go and, and play. And I'm just excited to continue to practice, continue to grow. The preseason Milwaukee is going to be a great test for us. So 
I can't wait till Wednesday, right? Yeah. yeah I, I know you just mentioned that Quinn's happy anytime you do things well defensively. And you hear Jeff Green talk about, you know, first first glance at this team, what do you think it's capable of? And he said, I think we could be really special defensively. So he already gets that part of the culture. Yeah, no, I think guys understand, uh, you know, what we need to do to be a, a great team. And I think Quinn has ingrained that. And obviously a guy like Jeff, who's a veteran, you know, he's seen a lot of great teams. He's played in the finals, so he knows what it takes. So for him to say that, you know, it's something we need to hang our hat on and continue to grow. Okay, good to see you. When it yeah. comes to that defensive culture, uh, effort is part of that, but accountability seems to be the biggest element of it. Yeah. When you jumped in, I mean, you were jumping into a team that already was elite defensively. Right. Is there no talk about accountability? It's just you see it, you have to take it on? Yeah, I think you realize that, you know, I need to do things a certain style if I want to play, and that's play defense. And if you don't get into the ball, you know, follow defensive game plans, you're not going to play, regardless of how many points you can score. So I think the biggest thing is blocking in defensively and, and really paying attention to this, the uh, scouting report because, you know, we're trying to stop teams, and that's, you know, where it starts, and our offense builds off our defense. Thanks, George. We'll see you. No problem. Thank you, Tony. That was Tony Parks with George Niang. We talked a little bit about George earlier, uh, Britt. He he did not shoot the ball well tonight. One of nine from downtown. He was three of 14 from the field. He had seven points. But he, he is somebody who's going to have an increased role on this team, Britt, but but really only if he knocks down those threes. I mean, that's that's what they need George to do. George's three-point shot was about as successful as I am at fixing car engines, which doesn't exist. Well, you do work for a car company. You'd think you'd pick something But I up. don't know how to fix car engines. I'd take it into a dealership or into a fix-it guy. George's shot was awful tonight, but it, is, it wasn't like his form looked awful. It wasn't like he was – he rushed it a little bit. He was just trying to he – he just needed one to go in. He's a great shooter. I mean, he honestly is like the Jazz have a, a great shooter in George Yank. He showed it last year. He showed it in playoff games. Um, he's uh, he's a set shooter, and when he's in the corner, he releases it quick. Um, he just needed one to go in. I mean, I, I he should be thankful he had the luxury tonight of, of being able to do that because – in my career, if I couldn't find my three, it would take me. I, I'd take three and I'd be done. I'd feel I would have felt horrible trying to, to shoot it again. But that's why you got to love the relationship that Quinn has with players like George, where they're almost reading each other. Like, yeah, keep going, shoot it, shoot it. Now, let's be honest. If if this is OKC game one home opener. He's not taking that many, right? He's gonna. You've got Donovan Mitchell on the floor. You've got uh, Mike Conley and Bogdanovich. He's not shooting like that. But tonight, it was just sort of funny to watch. I think a little entertaining for him to just keep casting away. And he needs to. But I think you make a terrific point. In the regular season, when he gets in, he's going to get two or three opportunities, and that's probably it. Done. So he needs to get in there. Have out there. Yeah, he needs to get in there and capitalize. And and you know, this coaching staff wants him to shoot. He's on this team to shoot. They have confidence in him. You hear all sorts of players talk about the confidence Quinn kind of instills in them. But truth is, he's he's only going to have so many opportunities when he gets in the game. So he's going to have to figure out a way to to get that going right when he gets in. By the way, um, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but he's a great interviewer, isn't he? Oh, he's terrific. I listened to you guys interview him, and he went on, and but wasn't like trying to show off or be funny. He just seemed very intellectual, I thought. 
Oh, he's very he smart. Grew. He's very articulate. He's, articulate. That's what I was looking he's, for. Uh, he's had an ex- some um, you know experience trying to stick in the NBA, so he's, yeah. he's got no ego. Is not. Yeah. A, he's a great interview. And Gordon, about a week ago, a week ago Thursday, did a terrific one-on-one with George Niang, which I'm sure is still up at 1280 thezonecom yeah. If if you want to give a chance, to I get heard that. that. Yeah, it I, was, I heard that driving around. Excellent. And- and I just thought to myself, man, that's a that's awesome for Jake and you know and all you guys here to to have players that will, you know, because look, there's been players in the past here that I don't remember Al Jefferson saying much in his interviews. There have <laughs> or been Darren some that are, are stronger than others. Oh, I'm yes. throwing names out. You're being more professional than me, but <laughs> some are better than others. Hey, not everybody is a gifted public speaker. You know, not everybody can be Britton Johnson. No, I'm not saying about me. But, I, uh, come on, you guys. You know that, yeah. There's another one, Alec Burks. I mean, like there was a man of not very many words. I'm just saying, and then and then not only that, Quinn is a great. You just you guys have guys that just uh, and then uh, and then obviously the golden child there, Donovan Mitchell's a great interviewer. Yep. So anyway, Terrific. Rudy's good too. Yeah. All right, one thirty-three to eighty-one is your final coming up right around the corner. We'll get the three-point takeover and we'll get Britt's final thoughts on the first preseason game. Get you ready for next Wednesday's game against the Bucks. It's all straight ahead here on the Jazz Radio Network. Gets it knocked away, stolen, and Oney outlets to Royce O'Neal, and he'll slam it. All right, there's your call of the game as the Jazz beat the Adelaide 36ers 133-81. to uh, David Locke on the call, of course, doing his normal terrific job. I meant it when I said uh, Locke and Boone in midseason form already. Let's get to your three-point takeover, sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Tonight, the Jazz from beyond the arc, uh, Britt, took a lot of them. They were 14 of 44 from downtown for 31.8%. Uh, they were led by William Howard. How about this guy from France? Jazz brought him over. Saw him when they were scouting. Brought him over for a crack at the team. He was 4 of 4 from the field, but a perfect 3 of 3 from downtown. So sharp shooting from him. Jeff Green was 2 of 4. Bojan Bogdanovich, 2 of 6. Joe Ingles, 2 of 6. Nigel Williams-Goss, 1 of 4. Uh, we mentioned uh, George Niang struggled a little bit, 1 of 9. Royce O'Neal, 1 of 2. Justin Wright-Foreman, 1 of 2. And Maye Oni, 1 of 3 from downtown. So the percentage, uh, not not exactly what you'd like to see, but I, I don't know, Britton, when it comes to attempts, 44 is a lot. I don't know if we're going to see the Jazz take 44 uh, threes in a game on average, but I do expect that three-point number attempts to to certainly go up this year. I think with everything, Jake, that we have kind of predicted so far as as a group, you know, everyone here on their different radio shows, and then lo- and hearing Locke talk, hearing Booner talk, and and Bowler Jack and Thurl, I I think that the Jazz three-point shot numbers uh, we can safely say are going to go up. That's what this team feels like it was built around, right? I mean, obviously last year with Derek and Rudy in the game and people not respecting Ricky Rubio and him not probably wanting to shoot a lot of threes, just just with the trades alone or with the acquisitions alone, there's going to be more threes. But I'm with you. I don't know that it's going to get crazy. I don't think we're going to see 40, 43 average threes a game. But I think Quinn is definitely going to want these guys shooting more threes. I think they're going to feel confident to shoot more threes and have that blessing. I mean, look at Ning. Ning knew he had Quinn's blessing tonight to look for 
I was about to say to look for the sock, but those who just jumped on wouldn't know what I was talking about. Like you, you yeah, looking my for analogy, a sock in your yeah. room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My wife texted me and said, I thought that was funny. So it was funny. She you're, got you're it. already on your analogy game. That's because we have to, <laughs> You're already red hey, hot. I'll have some good ones this year, hopefully. Because that's we have because we have two daughters, Jake, that share a room, and they will tear their room to shreds looking for socks or for a oh, shirt. Whatever, or, yeah. Oh, mornings are a nightmare at my house. Anyway, what the heck was I talking about? Yeah. We, oh, I lost my train of thought. George Niang finding his shot. George Niang has Quinn Snyder's blessing, and that's what's so great about it. And so this year we'll see a lot of confident shooters because they know that, that their coach has has their, their back. Now, if, if guys are ridiculous and, and they don't swing the ball or they don't get the ball to Donovan when he has a 25-point first half and it's like, hey, he's got their hot hand, let's go. Yeah, then Quinn's probably going to like pull you aside and be like, what are you doing, you idiot? Or however he wants to phrase it. But I think that this team will do a great job of keeping each other accountable when one guy's maybe trying a little too hard. I think that Quinn's got a, a great demeanor about him and keeping the team accountable and great assistance as well. This this should be a fun year. That being said, while I've just done nothing but hand out cupcakes tonight, this team will have some lumps because you got to figure out how to work together with new mm-hmm. players. you got to figure out how to mesh and, and gel, and, and that just doesn't happen magically. I mean, does it every once in a while for teams? Yeah, but I, I think that there's so much new in this with with Conley never having a, a guy like Donovan alongside of him. With Rudy needing to take on more responsibility, not having Derek behind him for the first time in his career. But Rudy having space. Rudy having space, great point. Yeah. So there's a lot to learn. There's going to be some bumps and bruises along the way. This isn't going to be all just glamour. But I tell you what, they definitely brought in the right pieces, I think, to shoot a lot of threes and have some fun scoring a lot of points. All right, Britt, uh, let's get uh, a couple final thoughts from you before we close this bad boy down as the Jazz beat the 36ers tonight, 133-81. to 81. Well, I mean, disappointing in the sense that we didn't get to see Mike Conley and Donovan and Rudy, but I think... I'm going to assume we'll see him next next game. So I think there's he goes. There's some excitement. We, do, we don't have to check off that we've seen them already yet on a court together. We get to still be excited for that, right? The the, the, the exciting new movie out. Maybe you didn't get to see it tonight, but, it, but you get to Wednesday? Was that when the Wednesday, one they're going to take so, on the Bucks on the road. I'll just say this. The, the, with what we saw tonight, Bogdanovich, uh, Jeff Green, Fun to watch. Not sure what to take out of it. This team from Australia was pesky and fought, and they're not an NBA team. But still, fun to watch guys out there in the sets moving through uh, Quinn's offense. Um, I think I think this is really not for the fans. More, it's more for Quinn to be able to figure out what he's got out there and how to how to keep grinding at this thing more than anything. And so good good for them to be able to do that. And and Joe Joe Ingles said the greatest thing, Jake. They didn't have to play against each other tonight. Nice. Right? Because I just remember that got so dreadful because you know each other's plays. Anyway, so fun night. Next broadcast, as we alluded to, the Jazz at the Bucks Wednesday night. Uh, that game was going to tip off at 6 o'clock. Pre-game will begin at 5. We want to say a big thanks to Lock and Boone for bringing you the action tonight. Big thanks to Tony Parks covering the locker rooms and the sidelines. Thanks to all the broadcast assistants for their assistance. A little redundantly redundant there, both old and new. Have some new faces and some old faces back again this year. Thanks to Adrian Leiser, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. And thanks to you, Britton. It's good to see you, buddy. It's great to be see a you too, year. man. This is going to be a fun year. It's going to be I'm a great excited. year. And thanks to everybody for listening. Your final 133-81. to 81. The Jazz beat the Adelaide 36ers. We'll talk to you on Wednesday night right here on the Jazz Radio Network.